What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of J&W Talks, the podcast where Janelle and her dog Willow shed light on being a broke college kid with a pocket full of change and a dog that has giraffe legs. Hey, everyone, let's jump right back into it. This is our first real episode of J&W Talks. The last one was just a trailer, but today we're going to go in-depth on my childhood and why I started this podcast in the first place. I hope as I am talking about my backstory today that some of you may be able to relate to some experiences that I have had in the past. Let's talk about my family setup first. My mother is white and my biological father is black, although he is not in my life and my mom married a white man. My entire extended family is also white and I am the only person of color in the whole family. Because of this, I have had some issues growing up not knowing anything about my black culture or even how to do my hair, for instance. I just learned how to tame my curls and define them probably about two years ago. I grew up in a mostly white town and the only black people that we had in our communities lived in the so-called ghetto. So everyone had the stereotypes that these black people were thugs or gangsters. I went to an all-white school And I was the only little black kid until about fourth grade when another black girl transferred to our school. I remember another kid yelling out, hey Janelle, it's another black monkey like you. Now at the time in fourth grade, I didn't really understand what this kid was talking about, but I did feel upset because I knew that what he was saying was wrong. I recall the teacher not even really doing anything about this kid after he said what he did and... I don't know. That's that's pretty terrible. Like, if you see that another kid is experiencing racism, why would you not tell the other kid to stop what he's doing, put him in detention, call his mom, and say that he was being terrible? Like, are you kidding me? The first time I ever felt the color of my skin was really normalized was about a year later when my family and I had to move down to southern Illinois because of a job that my stepfather had taken down there. The school was the majority black, and it was weird for me because I had never been around that many black people before, and I actually felt like it was time that I could actually fit in. But uh, the sad part is I still tried to cling to white people and try to beg for their approval, you could say. I spent so long, like, pulling my hair back into ponytails, like, trying to slick it back as hard as I could, or, like begging my parents to let me straighten my hair and trying to dress like the other white kids at the school instead of trying to figure out who I was and what the color of my skin meant. Unfortunately, my family moved back up to Michigan and I started attending the same school that I had in elementary school. And I was surrounded by all white people again and was right back at trying to beg for their approval and fit into their realm of whiteness enough so that I could fit in and be liked by people. Everyone used to tell me that I was the whitest black person that they had ever met before and that they really liked me because I wasn't like other black people. Eventually I found a group to fit in because I was involved in a lot of sports like softball and I had a lot of friends but now since I told all of you in my last podcast that thing clicked in my mind and I now realize that every single one of those friends was constantly committing racist acts towards me and they thought nothing of it. 
I remember several times people would ask me if they could say the N-word as if nothing was wrong with saying the N-word out in public. But me not knowing anything about my black culture, I would say, yeah, sure. And these people, when I tell you, they would get so excited to say the N-word. Looking back on it now, that actually disgusts me. Like, why are you so excited to say such a derogatory term towards black people? But back then, I did not think twice about it because I was completely raised white and I was under the notion that I was as white as possible other than literally the color of my skin. I thought I was a white person. I'm gonna be honest, I did not start learning about my black culture until I attended CMU for the first year. And I only started to learn because I had people that lived on the same floor as me that took me under their wing and started to show me who I was. I remember I ended up moving in with this woman, but she took me to my first probate, which is when black people go online for an NPHC and it's a whole process that they have to go through and then they are finally a member. And after going to my first probate, I realized how awesome it is to be black. Like, we are so fun. It is ridiculous. After going to this probate, I made it a goal for me to finally learn who I was and to become myself and just be proud of who I was. I finally started doing my hair however I wanted. I was proud of how dark my skin got in the summer. Fast forward about a year, I was in my sophomore year of college here at CMU and I started dating again and I found my current boyfriend who is black and he really introduced me to a lot of things that I missed out when I was younger that I probably would have experienced if I would have had a black parent or just any like black influence in my life and I really thank him for introducing me to these things just like music soul food and cookouts his family can put together a real mean cookout with some real good barbecue he has pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and become really who I am today I would say We've been together for about a year and a half now, and in that year and a half, I have grown so much. I am so proud of the woman that I have become. Who is someone who can manage having a dog, doing college, being in a relationship, and a job all at the same time. Which brings me to talking more about how I got Willow and how old she is now. In May of 2020, I bought Willow from a dog breeder that lived on a farm. When I first got Willow, she was covered in ticks and fleas, and I'm so glad that I bought her and took her off of that farm because she is way more healthy now and way more social than she was the first couple of weeks that I had her. She is such a smart yet so defiant dog. 
but she's been really fun so far and I really enjoy having her in my life. It's like a little extra buddy that I always have around and she never leaves me. In my intro, I talk about how Willow has giraffe legs and that's because her legs are literally the biggest part about her. She is taller than like any other dog that she plays with, I swear. She is a poodle mixed with a great Pyrenees and these type of breeds get to be about over 100 pounds. I think she's about 40 pounds right now and when she was younger she was growing like 10 pounds a month. It was so ridiculous. She's nine months now and honestly there has been no sign of her growth stopping. I did not know what I was getting into when I bought her. I, It was never my intent to have a huge dog. I was always someone that wanted like a little Yorkie dog that I could put in my like purse and now I have a dog that I can barely lift because she's so huge. It's been pretty tough trying to balance school and train her at the same time. She loves to jump on people or like run towards people when we're outside if she's not on a leash and I I just really don't know how to stop her from like running away like does she hate me so much to where she wants to run away every time that I let go of that leash? Like, girl, come on. <laughs> so if anyone has any tips on how to make my dog dog stop running away, that would be great. I got Willow because I thought she would be a great support dog. Because I don't really have too many friends. But just having, like, a dog around all the time to talk to. I know that's crazy, but, like, yeah. I talk to her and I feel like she responds sometimes with, like, her facial expressions. Or she has, like, these dog yawns that... You can tell if she's, like, really mad or something. It's it's pretty funny. That's how she wakes me up in the morning. But anyway, I got her as, like, a companion, and it's been pretty great so far. I would definitely recommend anyone else to get a dog. Just make sure, like, you're not trying to balance school and training a super young puppy at the same time. But that's enough about Willow. Let's talk about more about me and my personality and why I started this podcast. So I've been in a couple diversity classes here at CMU, and I'm in one right now about diversity in health professions. And I was having a discussion in the class the other day, and I was talking about how I feel like that push and pull that I told all of you about earlier, that I have of trying to decide if I want to be white or black all the time. And I was in a group with all white people, and as soon as I got done talking about my experiences, this white boy spoke up and said how he was so sorry that I ever had to experience that, and he could never understand what I was like talking about or how I felt. And then he went into talking about how he didn't feel comfortable around black people because he had been raised in an all-white town and had never experienced any other race or culture other than his own until he went to CMU. That made me think like why am I in a diversity class where the majority of the classroom is white? I'm really glad that that class is taught by a black woman but all the other students are white and I was the only biracial kid in the whole class. So then I shared my experiences with the rest of the class and no one knew what I was talking about because like I said I was I'm the only biracial person and that's kind of what set me off and I was thinking that I should really start a podcast 
or a YouTube channel or just something to where I can talk to other people like me that are biracial that feel like they aren't understood by either race that they hold within themselves. I also want to be able to educate other people about how it is being black and white in America because a lot of people do not understand how hard it is to try to fit into each race at the same time or have people telling you all your life that you should be trying to be white and that trying to be black is it looks desperate or like you're trying to be something that you're not even though literally the color of your skin is brown. This is something that I've dealt with my whole life and I finally feel like I'm in my moment you could say and if I could help anyone else figure out who they are and figure out how to try to balance their white race and their black race at the same time then that's exactly what I want to do and I really want to help educate others like I said earlier and just try to bring light to my community of biracial people and if you all could help me understand more about my black culture too please go ahead please message me about it give me topics to talk about I'll start researching more stuff that I can talk about on here. But um, don't worry, I won't be talking all just about race. I will talk about some other fun topics too, like how to balance being in college and in this pandemic at the same time. Or talking about how to throw outfits together. I'm really into fashion now and I really would love to actually start helping people find their aesthetic or like type of fashion that they want to be dressing up as. I recently got into fashion and trying to be a model. I've applied to like 10 different model agencies and I've been rejected by like almost all of them but I'm gonna keep going and try to be a model because I just want to add a little more diversity to the model industry. I want more representation of what like real bodies look like and for model agencies not to just have like one black model and say that's good enough no you need to have a lot more diversity than what you've had in the past we will see where my model fantasies take me but i just wanted to say thank you all for listening today on j and w's first real episode of our podcast this concludes another episode of J&W Talks. To stay up to date on new episodes and to recommend topics that I should talk about, follow my social media. My Instagram is JanelleC underscore five and my TikTok is JanelleB.C. Thank you all for listening. I hope to see you next time. This podcast is sponsored by A1 Expediting. A1 Expediting, have all of your transportation carrier needs taken care of reliably and in a flash. Mm-hmm.